What is up, everybody? Welcome into Saturday with Smoltz, where every single Saturday, the Hall of Famer from the Atlanta Braves, John Smoltz, joins me. This week, we got a bunch of good stuff. We're just over a week from the trade deadline happening. We're going to talk Mets. We're going to talk Padres and what those teams do. And at what point do you commit to being sellers? I know both of these teams obviously spent a lot of money for their team to be very good. But at what point do you admit that you just need to reset, get what you can get for some of the players on your team that are gone at the end of the year, free agents at the end of the year, and and reset for next year? So interested in his answer there. Is Both teams are over five games out of a wild card spot, not close in the division. So what is that point? What is that breaking point? When you get close to July 31st, what are you looking for in terms of whether you're going to be sellers or whether you're going to be buyers? And on the other end of things, the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves are the best team in baseball right now, I would argue, by a good bit. And it, they're a very complete team. So heading into this deadline, what should the Atlanta Braves be looking to do to become even better than they already are? And also a question about Shohei Otani and his potential trade this year. The Angels have said that they are looking to to potentially trade him or that they are willing to trade him given the right package. And by the way, they, they've been playing pretty decent baseball, so if they stay in the race, I doubt anything happens. I already doubt anything happens. I don't think Artie Moreno is going to do it. They could lose every game between here and the trade deadline, and I would argue that Artie Moreno would not trade Shohei Otani. However, they have said they are willing to, and there is definitely a chance it happens. So if Shohei is traded to the National League, what happens with the MVP award? We have never in history had an MVP in his MVP season be traded to another team. That could potentially happen. And if it's to the National League, what happens with the MVP award? Does he win it in the American League? Though uh, m- maybe his stats will be good enough to still win it in the American League. Uh, but does he win it in the National League? I doubt he'll be able to, to put up the stats in the National League this year to win MVP of that league. Is there a world in which we see Shohei Otani not winning an MVP award this year if he's traded to the National League? I think it's a very interesting discussion, but one that I will also be asking John Smoltz. So this one is going to be a lot of fun. Without further ado, let's welcome in Hall of Famer John Smoltz. Five ball, onto the track, at the wall, it's gone! Home run! Turns on a ball, deep right field, and gone! What a game, what a moment. All right, let's welcome in now John Smoltz. John, last week when we talked, I think you had just finished up your first round at Lake Tahoe. I think you said it didn't go great, but how did the rest of the, how'd the rest of the tournament go? Well, it was the worst putting display I've ever had in my life. Um, I'm not kidding you. I had I probably hit the ball tee to green better than anybody, but it didn't matter because I had 12 three putts in four days or more. I had a four putt in there. It definitely got to me. It warmed me out, yeah. and uh, I didn't fare anywhere close to the way I wanted to. Uh, came home, had hip, hip replacement, and I'm already thinking about in two weeks going out putting and chipping. And getting myself ready to dominate that area of the game. You can two weeks. You're going to be good to go at least to putt and chip. Oh yeah, it was the kind of the routine I used for my left hip five months ago. Um, you know, once you're away from the cane and the walker, you're you're free to kind of do what you want to do within reason. 
distant and putty is just standing and you know it's not nothing yeah. that you have to do to rotate your hip or anything so um i am really looking forward to that because i am not one that's good with what just happened yeah uh well let's talk let's talk some baseball i want to start with the mets john the mets are i think eight games out of a wild card spot right now they're the, the division is out of reach. And I know when it comes time for trade deadline, you, you try and wait as long as possible to see what the move is going to be. But with a team like the Mets that's so committed to this season and so financially committed, the highest payroll we've ever seen, where is the line? At what point do you make that clearly difficult decision to be sellers? I mean, how many teams, have to, how many teams do you have to pass? How close do you have to be? I think uh, you have to be four games out of a playoff spot before the trade deadline to continue to go in the narr- narrative of they're good enough and they're better than most of the teams that are in front of them. They just haven't played that way, right? They haven't scored. If they can score runs, which I thought would not be a problem for them, their pitching is way better in the rotation to handle that. So if they flounder around the same distance behind, it's unrealistic. If it was one team they had to chase, then seven games, six games ain't that big a deal. But if it's three or four teams they have to chase or get in front of, they've got to be four games or less at or close to this trade deadline before they can make that decision. Same thing on on the other side of the U.S. with the Padres. Their team is very similar, spent a lot of money, a lot of talent on it, uh, but just not producing currently. But they have a lot of guys that could potentially – get you a big haul Soto Blake Snell is it the same setup for them or do you kind of just push the reset button and get yourself ready for next year when you know you could get a big package for a guy like Juan Soto or Blake Snell yeah I think from the pitching end they've got the pitching to get in the playoffs and certainly got the pitching to go deep um I don't know why their offense is not in sync. Uh, it, you know, the word "old" it gets thrown around, but they're not. They're not that old. They're seasoned, and they should be scoring more runs. And I think you're going to see these two teams fighting potentially for the last spot: the, the Padres and the Yankees. When I mean the Mets, when you think about what each team has, their roster, it will be very difficult to reboot. I think you just take a pass on the year. It didn't work out. You retool a couple scenarios next year and you're right back at it again because they put this team together for not just one year, but for a long haul. And I don't know that you're able to start selling your fan base on, uh, well, well, we're going to start all over again. This is not, it would not go well for San Diego if they did that. John, I think you and I have both recently come around, especially when Trout went down, that the Angels are in a position where they have, I mean, they, they need to trade Shohei. They need to at least get something for him. But Something interesting that that has come up in my mind that I can't really stop thinking about and wondering what the situation would be. Is there a world, and let's say Shohei gets traded to a National League team, is what would happen with the MVP vote? I mean, we've never had an MVP in the year he wins the award get traded midseason. Is he up for the AL MVP award? Is he up for the NL? Do we really see him not win an MVP award? What happens? Yeah, that would be unfortunate for him personally, right? I mean, he could play that standards that nobody catches in the American League and still win it while he gets traded to the National League. There's so many variables that have to go into play there, but, you know, there's no doubt he's going to win the MVP. I don't think there's a close second right now. And what he's doing is probably got L.A. 
angels concerned about keeping them more than they are trading them because same scenario, if they're a shot within the playoffs and they can get Mike Trout back in September or whenever that date is, then they've got a chance to get to the postseason. And that's yeah. something they wanted to do and something they, they needed to do a long time ago. The the awards has been an interesting topic for me, especially once the DH became universal. Let me propose to you this idea. It's something I've thought about a good bit. I think now that the rules are universal across the whole league, I think baseball should just go to one MVP, one Cy Young, one Rookie of the Year, one Manager of the Year, like we see in, in other sports. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that would buck tradition, but I see the uh, the ability to have that be universal, right? Um, especially with all the things that are going on. Um, but it has always been, and I think it always will be. Uh, they may make an exception, let's just say hypothetically this year, where they go, he's going to win the MVP no matter what league he's in. So um, that those numbers should translate very well. But I hear you, and I think that's a that's something that I don't know that the Players Association would be happy yeah. about, but I know in the general theme of, of playing baseball now with a balanced schedule, it, it should actually be relatively the same for everybody. And so there would be no, oh, if we would have only played in the National League more. I, I think that's a that's a great a great gesture down the road that might might gain some traction. We're just about a week away from the deadline. And I, I think right now the Braves are by far the best team in baseball. They're the most complete team right now. They've they've peaked. I mean, we've seen it's it's remarkable the stretch that they've been on lately. What do if you're the Braves, what should they do at the trade deadline to make their team even better? They need some bullpen help, and their their team's going to get better by signing two free agents that have been hurt all year, in Max Fried and Kyle Wright. So that's going to be like adding you know pitchers at the deadline. Yeah. So what? translates into some of the guys that are in the rotation, would they push to the bullpen and would it translate well there? I don't think so. I think a Bryce Elder has to start. I think some of the other guys they filled in. Um, but say what they need, it's definitely some bullpen. And I don't know what's out there or what's going to be out there, but if they can land a piece or a kind of a difference maker in the bullpen, that would take the pressure off of a lot of, uh, a lot of guys right now having to do some overload working. Yeah, I mean, we saw last year what the acquisition of Rysel Iglesias did, just putting a guy like that in the eighth inning. is. I, I think it's so important come playoff time because managers these days do not trust their starters in the playoffs, and you see guys get pulled in the fifth inning. So then instead of looking for two or three innings from your bullpen, including your closer, you're looking for three or four, and then a lot of teams don't have a good seventh inning guy to lock it down but the Braves last year getting Rysel Iglesias bridged the gap great to Kenley Jansen and I think that sort of move makes all the difference in the playoffs is just bridging the gap from your starter to your closer there's no doubt about that and it comes into play probably 10 times more in the postseason does regular season to your point I don't think they pull the starter as quick in the regular season as they do in the postseason which I still has always maintained maintained that's a that's a a mistake. Yep. Teams usually don't win the World Series if they don't get innings out of their starters. Yep. Speaking of the Braves, John, I saw this. I saw this on my way in this morning. This week is the 30-year anniversary of Atlanta Fulton County Stadium catching on fire the night of Fred McGriff's debut. You were there. You were on the team. I were you out on the field? Just walk me through what happened that night. 
Man, I'll tell you what, it was so surreal. You know, you go out and you're getting loose and all of a sudden you see this flame in, this, in the press box and it becomes a huge flame, like full out fire. It wasn't, it wasn't a small fire. And we're sitting there going, hey, I don't think we're going to play. And we just got Fred McGriff. What in the world's going on? Well, you know, there were so many tongue-in-cheek statements like Braves catch fire after press box catches fire. You know, they used a lot of play on words, but it really did kind of set in motion one of the best trades we've ever made. And the fact that, you know, Freddie carried us so well into the postseason and then did his, did his thing in the postseason too. It, 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 I'm so glad that he's getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. I've been pushing for that forever. And he's justly due for the consistency that he had his whole career. And every team, he hit the same order. You wouldn't see that today in analytic baseball. But if you took um, some of the stars that we had and you add – a Fred McGriff, man, that, that put us over the top. I was uh, I was down at the winter meetings when he went to do the press conference when he it was just announced that he was going to be getting into the Hall of Fame. And I never met him. He seems like the nicest guy in the world. He was telling stories. He was joking around. I'm so excited for him to get in the Hall of Fame. But he, he seems like a great person as well. He was. He always lit up our clubhouse, always had a smile, um, you know, his body type never changed. His attitude never changed. And he just went and did his business every day. And it's a credit to him and how he carried himself with the character he had. And you walked in the room, he lit, you, he lit the room up. He had this you know, contagious smile. And I am really regretting not being able to attend the Hall of Fame. I, that's the one reason I didn't want to have this surgery. But it's the only time I could have this surgery. So I reached out to Freddie. He's one of my all-time favorites. And uh, I'm going to be watching, obviously, but I wish I was there. I just can't travel uh, that quickly after uh, hip replacement. Uh, did you guys end up – did you guys play the night that all that happened, the fire, or did it not happen? We did. No, we played. That was the amazing part. We played, and we could see the black smoke and scarring on the on the walls of the press box. But, yeah, we played. John, I think always- I'm pretty sure we won, too. Always a blast, my friend. Thank you for joining me. Uh, congrats on I'm, – I'm glad the surgery went well. Heal up quickly, and uh, hopefully hopefully next week you're good to go. Will do. Thanks. Look forward to it. All right. Sounds good, John. See you. All right. Just wanted to thank Hall of Famer John Smoltz again for joining me. Always a blast of a conversation. Interesting ones today. The trade deadline is – going to be quite the is it going to be quite the trade deadline this year you have all these names that could potentially go but there's so many teams that it's still what are they going to do and I don't I really don't envision a world in which the Mets and Padres just admit to admit defeat this year and cash it in and become sellers I mean should they is a completely different conversation but do they is is something that I, I just don't think they will the Cardinals are a team though for me that I do think decides to sell, and we could see last year's MVP winner on the move. I, I, I think I saw that Arenado is not going to be on the move, but Paul Goldschmidt we could realistically see traded at some point coming up soon. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, strap in. We're about a week away from the trade deadline, and it always gets hot around the MLB trade deadline time. So thanks to John Smoltz for joining me. That does it for Saturday with Smoltz. Make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple or Spotify. We're also on all social media, including YouTube. You can watch everything on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you all for listening to this Saturday episode. Until next time, my friends.